This is episode three of Beast Thinking Podcast. Remember, Beast stands for Brain Engineering for Athletes, Students, and Teachers. And our mission is to help you engineer your brain for success. Today, I have a special guest with me. This guy here is a close friend of mine. We've uh, known each other since I was eight years old. He was actually one of my first friends when my family moved to Florida. And it's, uh, it's been a awesome ride with uh, how we've kind of come back into each other's lives. Uh, this is with the one and only Seneca P.K. Lewis. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me on. Yes, yes, yes. So me and P.K. Uh, used to have a show called Inside Beast <laughs> Athletics, but we've yes. kind of evolved into the whole beast thinking jargon. Yes. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, he uh, lost 170 pounds in one year. Started out as a 365 pound project manager, yes. project manager for a IT company. Mm -hmm. uh, joined, came back into my life and joined Beast Athletics. I uh, was looking to get a change in his life. And within that year's time, lost 117 pounds. Yes. It was amazing. Um, after that, he ended up losing more weight for a total of 170 pounds. Yeah. He would then go on to run a 26-mile obstacle course race mm -hmm. up a mountain. Yes. He would then go on, as that, if that wasn't enough, he would then go on to win his first bodybuilding competition, yeah. uh, placing in two different categories. Two different categories. Placing yeah. in two different categories, and is currently prepping for his next show. Yes. yes. So, uh, Mr. Big Time. Uh, oh, also. He is also the current general manager of Beast Athletics. Yes, yes. This is GMPK. Yes, yes, thank you. All right, so uh, I had to make sure people knew all the yeah, athletes because the, the weight that. loss, you know, I felt like set off momentum for all the other things to happen. Yes. Uh, so talking about your weight loss, kind of talk about that breaking point you had, that, that aha moment when you knew it was time to make a change. Right, yeah, that's usually, they're usually people's first question to me is like, so what was your turning point? What made you want to go ahead and actually lose weight? So there's a couple different things. So for me, it was like, one, I was not getting any younger. So I was like, all right, and second, you know, of course, um, in my family, we have health issues on both sides. Mm -hmm. So it's from diabetes to heart disease to um, anything you can think of. So it wasn't, for me, it was not if I did it, it's when one or multiple of those things take place, especially going down the road I was going. Even though relative, I was relatively healthy, um, even being at 365 pounds, um, the, the only thing really I did have was sleep apnea. I had borderline hypertension, but then those things are gonna cause you know, other things to take place. Right. So that was a big turning point for me was one, especially with sleep apnea, I had, and I traveled and everything sometimes for work, having to take that and then also kind so what of did being- you, What did you have to take with you? So I had to take actually, so a machine to actually sleep with. Mm -hmm. So when you have sleep apnea, what happens is because of, uh, well one, mainly for me being such a larger guy at that time, um, having that weight on my chest mm. actually cut off a blim, uh, my oxygen as I was sleeping. So that heavy weight actually sitting on my chest actually even pushed it even further up um, to actually stop me from breathing throughout the night. So and that could cause, well, one, death, <laughs> um, but also many other issues where even um, you, you don't have oxygen, of course, to the brain. So then what happens is that you gasp to wake up. Gotcha. And, uh, and that's usually, so what you have to usually have is a, a CPAP machine or a BiPAP machine. And you actually put that on, it's just flowing oxygen 
all the way through your uh, through your nose and through your mouth, so you will not stop breathing gotcha. um, at night. So because of that, I had sleep apnea. I had to now carry a machine with me through airports and different things to um, you know hotels, different places to travel because otherwise I wouldn't even be I would not be able to have a good night rest. Otherwise, it was times where I was falling asleep. You know, even um, in the office, I could be falling asleep. I could just be you know sitting somewhere and falling asleep. So that was a big thing. Um, and then, like I said, on both sides of my family, we have everything else from heart disease, diabetes, and everything. And so that was one thing that I did not want to be you know, susceptible to um, having or being able to have one of those things take place or multiple of those things take place. So I was like, all right, so it's time. You know, I've, and over the years, too, it was many times that I said I was going to do this, but then um, pretty much it was every year of my birthday was my pretty much my New Year's resolution time right. for everyone else. So it was for me, it was, all right, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So then finally, I'm like, all right, this is the time. i got to get this done. I've got to actually take the step to complete it. So being 365 pounds, I'm sure you were limited and couldn't do some things that someone that, that wasn't as heavy could do. Kind of talk about some of those limitations that you had. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, one thing for me was a big thing was uh, I'm big into roller coasters. So I love, always loved roller coasters. So as I continued to get bigger, mm -hmm. there was times where it was close to, uh, to, you know, times where I tried, I was getting on a coaster and could not, it, that one time it was where it was hard to even for them to strap me in. Mm -hmm. So then when that took place, I was like, wow, you know, wow. that was almost like an eye opener. Like, right. man, what is going on? You know, what have you, what in your life is now really taking place where now it's taking away things that you love. Um, also with traveling too, you know, airplane uh, seats are not that big. You know? right. So even for normal people, right. you know, it's just still kind of cramped in there. <laughs> but, um, and I'm sure for you, my, as well, knee, you know, oh, my, my knees, knees like screaming all, when I get off the plane. Exactly. So all that, so think about being 365 pounds, um, even 350 pounds, um, sitting in a seat and not also trying to be comfortable where you're not making someone else uncomfortable right. as well that has paid their money. Right. So that was another thing too, it was like, all right, you know, having to strap in, have the seat belt and everything and just making sure it barely closes. And so those things like that, and people don't think about it, but it's, those are small things, mm -hmm. but those are big things that kind of really opened my eyes to right. be like, wow, you know, you, a change needs to take place because I love to travel. I love coasters. I love those type of things. So I'm like, all right, it's time to make a change, especially because uh, I did not want those things to be taken away from me. Too. Right. So, so some of the things that you love the most exactly. were getting ready to be taken away right. from you. Exactly. So that was another thing that kind of uh, got you into Beast Athletics. Yes. yes so definitely. speaking about coming to Beast Athletics, uh, let's talk about your experience coming into Beast Athletics. Why? I'm sure you tried to lose weight other mm -hmm. ways through other programs. Definitely. What? What? Why do you think you lost weight here? Okay. Other than other place? Definitely, and like you said, I've had gym memberships to multiple different places. I have friends that we went to the gym, um, and I worked out, did different things, but then did not know, at least nutrition-wise, too, or have a process in place that would really make me successful, or making it eventually making it a lifestyle for me. Um, so one thing I knew that being here at Beast Athletics, or even coming to Beast Athletics, there is gonna be someone that's going to push me, that's going to um, also get me out of my comfort zone. Because yeah, you can go to the gym, I can go to any big box gym, 
um, and do my sets, but who's going to tell me to do that fourth rep? Who's going to tell me to do that fourth set? Right. So if I was there, I was like, okay, I would go. And then if I stop, you know, in my third set, I was like, okay, well, there's no one to keep me accountable. Right. So, and that's the big thing when we talk about accountability is that I knew coming into Beast, I was going to have an outside accountability force that was going to push me and push me, and not only just push me to get, uh, push my intensity, but also push me outside of my comfort zone a little bit to see what would take place. So then, because as I, yeah, I came to Beast Athletics and that took place, then it started opening my eyes to different things because I saw changes taking place. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, if this took place within this amount of time, what else can this thing do? What else can we do? What else? And then as you saw, that's why I start up in the ante even more. You know, running with sandbags, doing different things, running additional miles before classes, and just seeing what else can this body do. And that's where eventually I'm at the 170 pounds. Um, now, was long. before we even had you uh, touch the turf, mm -hmm. uh, we sat you down in the classroom yes. for a yes. process that used to be called the Unleash Your Inner Beast exactly. process, but now it's called Beast Thinking. Uh, kind of tell some of the viewers and listeners about that process and the impact that it made on you. Yes, no, definitely. Um, as you mentioned, it was Unleash Your Inner Beast. Um, and in that session, pretty much talking about your things that was that would actually distract you or things that would get you off course, right? So um, taking that, I knew a big thing that really hit home with me was when we talked about um, just different things that would get you off course and that would um, uh, cause you to, to uh, um, geez, what was drift. the term? Drift, yes, yes, exactly. So, and I start thinking about those things and mm -hmm. start thinking about my habits and things that I was always doing right. and start thinking about how can I utilize that to keep me on course. And also when we talked about um, putting together vision boards, not only just seeing yourself I mean, actually almost self-brainwashing yourself and actually being able to see yourself how you want to be, not how you currently are. And that's what really uh, was that driving force for me because as I start to put that together and start actually visualizing where I wanted to be, not only just physically, but also um, you know, in life, what I wanted to do. And that just really helped me uh, push even more and actually make it even more of a lifestyle too. And, and you hit on something that's huge that we now spend a lot of time talking about in the big thinking process is that we all have this superpower. Yes. It's called our imagination. Mm -hmm. And during the whole process of making affirmations yes. and creating vision boards and even surrounding yourself around like-minded people, exactly. what that really does, it gives you a more clear picture mm -hmm. in your mind on what your future success is gonna look like. And if the clearer you can see it, the more real it becomes. Exactly. And yes. through science, they've shown that your brain doesn't recognize what's going on in this actual reality now or what's going on in the imagination. And so taking that step further, what you actually were able to do is give your biology a preview of what it was going to feel like exactly. to be this guy that you are now. And it felt pretty oh, damn yeah, good, no, definitely. you know? And so I, I, I think subconsciously, then that becomes a driving force oh, yes. because once you know what you can be, and you know that it's possible, you stop jogging. Because mm -hmm. you can see, you stop right. jogging. You start exactly. sprinting. Right, right, right. You know, you start running with sandbags. You start doing the different things that you exactly. were doing. You were an absolute machine in here. Um, I, I remember seeing you every week and pulling you into the classroom to take another mm -hmm. updated picture because the, yes. the weight was right. literally melting off of you. 
So my next question is going to be, uh, statistics show that over 90% of diets don't work. They fail. Now, from a person who's done the work, both mentally and physically, why do you believe that's true for the majority of the population? Well, um, I totally believe that's true because people do not make it a lifestyle, right? As you mentioned, my big thing is the word diet. I do not like that word because mm -hmm. it usually means a, a start and an end, right? Right. So people are like, oh, I'm going to you know, do this for 60 days or 30 days so I can get into this dress. I'm going to do this so I can do this for this photo shoot. I'm usually, that's what usually they're doing it for, mm -hmm. a quick fix. Mm -hmm. So and usually because of that, it's not something that's usually sustainable. Mm -hmm. They try to do it really quick or go cold turkey or just cut out everything. Um, and it, they don't really have a real education behind it and the whole process behind it. So once you're making it a lifestyle, you're, you're actually ingraining it into your life. It's not something that you're surrounding your life around. You are actually absorbing it into you. So, and that's the thing. So instead of calling it a diet or call, I call it a meal plan or just, mm -hmm. it's just you, it's what you do, right? right. So, you know, eating uh, every, if some people eat six times a day, you know, that's your process. That's just what you do, right? right. So in making that an every single day process, then now you start seeing results from that. You start either seeing muscle gain, you start seeing weight loss, you start seeing strength gains um, from those things, and then you fine tune those. But um, I totally believe that people do not stick to it, or it's, it, they end up failing because it's not a lifestyle, it's just a quick fix. And, and that 90% is also people that lose the weight and regain the weight back. Right. Exactly. Which, which right. uh, was one of my biggest frustrations at one point, being the owner of a gym, is seeing people come in kill it, lose 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds right. and gain it back. And my aha moment with that was, is that with the weight loss, you can get bought in, like you said, and do some of the extreme stuff and right. get the weight off. But what you haven't done is ingrained mm -hmm. the right habits. Exactly. So you're actually getting the results before the habits are actually set in. And then once you lose the weight, those habits aren't set in, you go right back to your default way of living and then you gain the weight back. Right. And so we talk a lot about myelin and the myelin sheath and myelinating different processes in your brain. And so what it sounds like is to have, you know, success on any kind of weight loss program is that you have to do it over and over and over exactly. and over and over Definitely. again, even after you've gotten your oh, yes. results to make sure that that is hardwired into your brain so that's the way you live now. Exactly. And I think your story is so amazing too because it's been what, three years now? Yeah. Three years been... now? And how many days do you think you've missed the gym? Oh, I don't even know. Um, In three years. Sure it's... How, many, how many days off do you think you've had say... in the gym? I just started putting in a rest day. What? It was like, yeah, right? What? <laughs> so, um, I, was, I know, right? Well, no, not right now, because okay. of competition, but um, start, I, I said last year, you know, for two, uh, 2018, I was going to actually put in one rest day um, throughout the week, but that actually didn't st stop happening. But right. anyway, I would say maybe a total of five days wow. it could be, because I mean, Christmas. to me, once it, right, <laughs> maybe, no, no, actually, no, uh, I go door Christmas, um, but usually, the thing for me, it's because, once again, it has become such a part of my life, that if I don't do it, you know, it's not a, it's not a good thing, you, you want to make sure, right, right, you want to make sure that I have gone to the gym, um, just because it is, it's a part of me, and also, um, it's, it, it has become addicting, 
you know, so it's one of those things that, uh, that like I said, it's, it's a part of my top three things that I must complete throughout the day. Um, so that's, that's definitely, um, once again, something that is a lifestyle change and that has ingrained that also has made me successful in where I am and also still going to get me to where I'm planning to go. So. And I think, too, with that, you know, I've noticed one thing about when you work out and just your personality now, how your personality has changed uh, since you lost the weight is that you're an extra rep kind of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're gonna, you see what the workouts on the board, but you're gonna also do a little extra. There's yes. only a couple people yes. in here in this gym that actually do that, and you're one of them. And how do you think that's helped you outside of the gym, that extra rep mentality? Yes, so um, I think it, it just helps with uh, you know the process of, that process of being an overachiever almost is like so um we're just pushing to to get that next um that next best thing right so not just only going for mediocre but pushing yourself to see what else can take place because i mean doing that extra rep that could mean extra that's extra strength gains you know doing that extra rep means even externally that's um that's another network person i've connected with that you just never know what can you know come out of that um, that's relationships built. That's all different type of things that take place. So um, that's what I'm always about. Just like, just not only just doing what to satisfy that certain thing, but let's go a little bit above and beyond and see where you know what else can take place out of it. And one thing we teach in Beast Thinking too is the process of getting better at something. The process of becoming very talented or skilled at something. Uh, one of the steps is reaching. And reaching is like that exactly. extra rep. So if your ability is right here, to get better, you got to train right here, just just slightly above where where that comfort zone is yes. at. And like when I watch you train and I watch you just do your thing at Beast now, I can see the evolution of you because you you do that little bit extra, a little bit extra. If, if you're talking with somebody in the lobby, you give them that little bit of extra attention. A little bit extra, a little bit extra, a little bit extra, and you you you're getting all that residual in return too from doing that extra. And you're winning bodybuilding competitions. You're running 26 mile yes. adventure runs. You get ready to go kill your next show and exactly. get your pro card. Yes, you know, and that pro card so that's all from doing the extra. Exactly. Amateurs they do just what's required. Mm -hmm. The pros they do the extra. Exactly. They do the extra. Um, Anything else? So if I'm so if I'm watching this show and I'm 365 pounds, what's some advice? What's the first? What would be the first thing you would tell that person to do? Yes. So the first thing I would say is you have to make the decision and want to do it, right? I mean, it, it can't be from your mom saying it or your aunt or someone else telling you you should do it. It has to be a driving force in you that wants to do it because there's been many people that have come to me and like, oh, you should talk to this person, you should talk to that person, you should do this or whatever. It's like, but here, I'm like, no, here's my card, here's my information. So when that person is ready, then that's when they take the step to do it because um, if you're being pushed to do it, then you're not going to put everything into it. Right. You're not going to get the success that you that you could if it's something that it's a driven force within you. So the first thing would be to actually own it and say this is what you want to do and if you're going to do that, take that full step to do it. Now also second, don't look at the end goal. 
look at just taking the next step, those small steps. I say take those baby steps. Look at it as we call it, chunking it. Right? Chunk, chunk it up. up. Next so chunk step. it up a little bit. Right. So then you take little pieces at a time. And then before you know it, once you have done that, you've gone two and three miles already. So you turn it around and looking back and seeing how far you have already come. So a lot of people, I think that's what they do is initially like, oh, I want to really do this. And then they look at the whole and look at look at the end, end goal already. Look at the whole elephant. Right, exactly. Right. Instead of cutting it up a little bit and taking it piece by piece by piece and then actually seeing their results from there and continue to move forward. But um, they look at it and they get discouraged You're seeing that big, uh, that big obstacle. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing is to really take the time say that one that you want to do it and put everything into it and then also two is to actually cut it up into small processes small pieces where you can be able to take it and really absorb it and actually move forward to be able to get to your goals and get the results you're looking for awesome 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 so what along this whole journey of weight loss and all the other things you accomplished what have you really discovered about yourself yeah, so what I've discovered is that one, um, definitely just being even more uh, just open with people, being more outgoing a little bit. And even though I was before, but not as, it, I, no matter what still, I think the weight did definitely hold me back from a lot of things that um, I could have been doing or maybe should have done or said or, uh, or, or just had the opportunities to mm -hmm. do. But um, that's what I've learned too is that no matter what, I mean, you just have to, it allows you to just be more, um, the inner person that you really are, actually being more outgoing. That's what, at least me specifically, mm -hmm. has pushed me and allowed me even more opportunities um, to do things like that. That allows me to speak, be able to connect with other people and network with people that I never thought I could be able to network with, even being, you know, at 365 pounds. I mean, I'm sure I could have, mm -hmm. but, um, it just you had that in the back, back of your mind exactly. that like, they ain't gonna mess with right. me. Right, exactly, exactly. Right. But now it's like people see me and right. they're like, oh, hey, you know, and they come to me usually. Right. You know, but, or, um, do you play football? Yeah. Right, you, exactly. You right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so, and um, just things like that, it, it just take actually, um, it uh, almost gives the mentality, actually, the thought that I am. Um, Somebody. Yeah, well, and that, yeah, somebody, but also the thing is, too, a lot of people think I'm intimidating, too, now. And I'm like, right. and like, and it's like, no, and then once I start Nicest talking person with them, in America. Exactly. Literally. So it's like, so, and, but just once again, it just allows opportunities to be able to open up and really connect with people, too, and, um, and not feel like there's a barrier because of my weight. Right, right. So you've kind of gotten rid of that kind of mental barrier. Yeah, because mental, of the weight. Yeah, mental, and then, of course, obviously physical. Right, awesome. So, um, one of the last questions is, so, you know, we have a meditative practice here at Beast Athletics. Uh, do you meditate? And also, uh, what are some of the results or what, if, what is your take on meditation? Yes. So, yes, to answer your first question, yes, I do meditate. Um, maybe not as much as I, want, I should, but that's one thing I'm really even building on even more now, too. But um, definitely, I think it's important to do that because as we talk about uh, we go from various situations all day. I mean, it's things that people are presenting to us. We have things in our lives that's going on. I'm going from workouts to um, driving more workouts, to different things to more workouts <laughs> to driving to a gym, do another workout. But and then uh, after that, going home and trying to relax too, and all that. Right. Um, 
but you have to have that. I think where meditation really comes in, it allows you to make that transition, right? So from, like we were talking about, from working out or a stressful position of even when you're coming in from stress from work or whatever, and then making a transition into um, trying to relax. Uh, it allows you to actually have that process in place to do that, to make that transition. So going from, like I said, from a workout to now maybe having to deal with your family in the house. So having that transition piece where you're able to calm yourself from the craziness of the work day to now being able to go home and, and deal with the situations that's taking place there and not putting that all on maybe your family as well. So, um, but for me specifically, how it has helped me is just being able to make those transition periods where, you know, going from a workout, being able to go home, kind of relax and actually um, go from maybe a, sometimes a tired state mm -hmm. to coming out of my, um, out of my meditation period, actually energized and more, way energized more than what I was before and ready to continue on and push through the rest of my day too. Cause that's sometimes, I mean, that's as you know, of course I do the whole, intermittent fasting thing um sometimes that has the workouts have drained me physically mm -hmm. and everything too so but um that meditation process and peace actually helps me get even more energy from being relaxed and getting into that deep uh, state of meditation and then and, coming out to be able to and what that's a different person like and what that's from is from uh, when we work out we're in that sympathetic our yes. sympathetic nervous system kicks in our adrenaline our cortisol all that stuff because your body thinks it's at war so right. it's like there's 300 pounds on that bar. You better get that, baby. Right, 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 so right. you get that energy, and you, the music you listen to when you work out is uh, will definitely, definitely uh, churn up the uh, sympathetic nervous right. system. And that's why I'm really big on our members trying to meditate after uh, their workouts because you don't want to leave the gym with that sympathetic nervous system still churning yes. up. You have, to, you have to shut it off exactly. because it's gonna, like you said, it's gonna drain you after a while. You can't stay right. in that state for a long time. Right. You can't stay in fight or flight for a long time. At some point, you're just gonna crash. Mm -hmm. And what meditation that I've seen has done for people, it one, it kicks on the parasympathetic nervous system which is gonna secrete the hormones and chemicals responsible for restoring, relaxing the body. And so now you're, you're telling your body, I'm done being this animal, restore me. Let my muscles recover. Let you know, all these chemicals that were in my body before shift over to now like the chemicals of relaxation instead of the chemicals of craziness that you were in. And I've seen it, you know, if you don't, if you don't do that, you go back out into that world now you're combining stress on stress. When we work out, we, we right. build up metabolic stress. And then like you said, if you go home or you're stuck in traffic and somebody cuts you off, right. now you're adding stress on stress and you're making yourself sick. You're eventually gonna get sick. You're eventually going to crash and burn. And so I'm really, really big on that. I, uh, I worked out yesterday. Uh, it was extremely hot in here. And uh, the, I, was, I was just done. And me and uh, Caleb, the guy I was working out with, we, uh, I said, Caleb, we gotta, we gotta knock out a meditation. Right. And we knocked out a good like 20 minute meditation. Gosh, yes. And like to this day was like the best I've Amen. ever felt yes. coming out of a workout. Like I didn't feel sore, I didn't feel run down. I felt restored. I felt like rejuvenated. Yes. I felt like I was ready to go and take the world. Had I tried to go do something right after that workout, I would have been drained the rest right. of the day. 
And so we have to take those times to get ourselves out of that sympathetic nervous system. Now, even if you don't work out, if you're at work and you're having a stressful day at work, when you get off work or before you go talk to your wife or go talk to your kids, take five to ten minutes just to get yourself out of that hectic work state so now that you're relaxed and rejuvenated so that you can deal with your with your your family without being super stressed exactly. and super irritated. Right. So, uh, and that's, that we didn't talk about any, you know, wooey wooey jargon. No, this right. is this is just meditation for living, yes. you know. And I tell, I posted a thing on the, our IG the other day, is that meditation is just mental hygiene. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to imagine that if you're working out at a, at a fast rate, you're doing things, you're living fast, that's like debris mm-hmm. on your brain. And literally, when you meditate, you're removing all that debris, giving yourself a clear mind so that you can attack the next thing. No different than us brushing our teeth. Yes. We're removing debris, we're cleaning it, and restoring our teeth to keep our teeth healthy. We gotta do the same thing with the brain. Exactly. Very true. That was a great dialogue right there. That was. It's gonna make for good little short videos. Ha! Ha! We're rocking it. Um, any other thing you want to say? So here's here's one thing I want to start doing on the uh, podcast is I want you to give the listeners and the viewers a challenge this week. It's Monday, so hopefully this will be posted pretty soon. But uh, <laughs> Adam's like, yeah, we're the tribe, so you're killing me. Uh, give the listeners and viewers a challenge this week mentally to do. Mentally. Mental challenge. A mental challenge this week. What is going to be their mental challenge? Visualize themselves, not just like so. Currently, I was talking about where they are, but really start visualizing where they would like to be. Boom. So, I know sometimes it's hard to, you, know, you said sometimes to have that imagination to really push through, and I've been in that spot too where um, it was hard to some to see it. But once you start putting things in place, and so you can actually continue to brainwash yourself with it, then it makes it a lot easier. So. I would say what um, I would really like them to do is to see yourself where you want to be, not where you currently are, and continue to look at that picture um, as you now, as when you close your eyes, you automatically start to see it. That's how clear it should be. So start thinking about that and start putting that in place. All right, you guys got it. Make sure you are using your imagination this week to see yourself at a future state where you want to see your highest representation of yourself, because this guy is definitely representing his highest representation of himself. Uh, we'll definitely post his before and after yes. picture on here so you guys can see where he came from. But uh, thanks for having you on uh, Beast Thinking. We'll definitely have to have you back again. I'm sure you're gonna do some more amazing oh, yes. stuff that we no. have to brag about and tell no. the people about. Definitely, no thank you. Can I get two taps? <laughs>